Understanding how consumers view your retail experiences quickly and accurately is one of the most important parts of serving them. And today, this means doing a lot more than just surveys. So in this episode of Tech Transformation, we're talking with Steve Peltzman, Chief Business Technology Officer at Forrester, about why this can be so hard for some retailers and some of the new things they're doing instead. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. I'm Lisa Johnson, the Editor-in-Chief of CGT. In Tech Transformation, we talk about the innovative strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. In this episode, we're going to talk about real-time feedback. So with me today is Steve Peltzman, Chief Business and Technology Officer at Forrester. So Steve, welcome. Hey, how are you? Nice to, nice to be here. Thank you. Wonderful to have you here. Uh, can you give us like the 30 second background on yourself? Sure, I have a, uh, eclectic background. Um, I was in the uh, Air Force for seven years uh, as an officer working on uh, stealth aircraft. Uh, then uh, business school, then um, I spent 10 years as the head of technology for the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Uh, and uh, it, we did have a big uh, retail uh, operation there. And then uh, from there, I moved over to run technology at Forrester Research. And at Forrester Research, uh, we, we do research on marketing and technology and customer experience. And we ended up acquiring a company called Feedback Now uh, about four years ago. And uh, about two years ago, or actually three years ago, um, I stepped out of my technology role and, um, and took over running Feedback Now kind of like as a business a separate business from Forrester. And we've been doing that since pretty much the pandemic started. So you've been busy. Yeah. Uh, so we're, you, have, you do have an eclectic background and we're going to talk about other industries in a little bit. So I'll, I'll be curious to know if you pull from those industries at all for, for your responses. Um, but to start us out now, I'd love to start out with a definition of real-time feedback as it pertains to retail and CPG. Because you know we know it can mean a lot Ooh. of different things. So what does this look like? Sure. I think, um, you know, first I'll say what it isn't, which a lot of we've encountered a lot of uh, companies and clients who say, oh, yeah, real time feedback. We do that. Um, we give surveys right after, uh, you know, they have the experience or, you know, we ask them on their way out. And that's not that's close, but it's not real time feedback. We, we define it as real time signals, not always from customers necessarily, but real time signals from from people, which could be. Could, could be customers, it could be non-customers, people who, who browse but don't buy, it could be staff, um, it could be all any type of, of person who's involved in the operation, some people, processes, things like um, inventory levels, wait times, um, opening new lines, things like that. Uh, and um, lastly, places, and that could be things like um, uh, how many people are in a particular store or what the temperature is or anything like that, noise levels, cars in the parking lot, traffic leading up to the store, things like that. Um, so it's taking all those signals and um, and it's not just data. I think to me, it, there's real-time feedback and then there's real-time feedback operations. And that's when you recreate your uh, operations, your customer service operations around those signals to react and adapt to those signals. And I can talk about that more as well. 
Yeah, that's interesting that you say, you know, it, it, it's not data. Um, do you find that, you know, in dealing with people who think that they are doing real-time feedback, that they're often getting the two con- misconstrued? Yeah, because I think everyone has been used to um, surveys forever. Um, surveys is this great, and, and it's the marketer's dream, right? You know, I know exactly who you are. I know what age you are, what gender you are, you know, what you came. But there's, and and not to knock surveys, they're, they're deep, they're contextual, they're a needed part of the process. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, um, maybe just limitations in technology or, or limitations in what you could do in operations, people focused on that as the basis of, of creating a, a factory floor, if you will, of customer service operations. So I'm going to have a play a plays. I'm going to know how to um, run my operation and then I'm going to do surveys. I'm going to collect that data and I'm going to go, Hmm, what's wrong with that? And I'm going to crack it. But that, you can see that's like a weeks, months, years type of operation. Uh, then there was like this next level of like, uh, okay, well we'll ask people uh, in the store on their way out and then we'll try to change that during the week. Well, that's nice, but that's a daily weekly. Whereas this is about taking all those sensors, those uh, signals that I talked about before, and then putting them in, in analytics and then figuring out exactly how to run your operations. So an example might be um, no, I was going to say, can people, you tell us like this all sudden, yeah. like, why is this good? Why is this a benefit? And, you know, sure. can you give us an example of, of um, where this a works? A great example, one of our, one of our best customers is, is super obsessed. They're a convenience store, you know, roadside stop kind of store, and they have 600 locations. They're centrally owned and they are absolutely obsessed. They think that the differentiator for uh, going to their store, their, their, whether it's the restaurant, whether it's the restroom, whether it's whatever is um, cleanliness and service. So they've, they're completely obsessed. They have our people counters in the ceiling. So in front of every major facility, whether it's a restroom or, you know, a rest area or whatever, they have um, green, yellow and red. You know, how was your experience? How is the cleanliness in this restroom or how is any kind of question? And then they've got um, our solution for checking in and checking out the service. So they know when people are servicing it. And the operation that they do is fully real time. They don't do surveys and go, hmm, we should. You know, we should visit this uh, three times a day. What they do is they figure out very quickly that after X people use this facility in Y minutes, that's when the red start to accumulate. So we're going to go right behind X. We're going to send alerts. We're going to watch the number of people, not watch but with a camera, but, you know, counter the number of people who are going into the facility and then figure out right before that X number, that's when we send somebody. And then we're going to track, make sure that they do actually show up and how long they take to clean the facility and leave. And then they look at the red, green, yellow constantly to see if they have to adjust that. So that is a real-time customer experience operation. There's nothing, the whole operation is designed uh, around that real-time signal of who's coming, when, and um, and how often they should um uh, therefore clean. And that, and then there's other factors too. Like if it's snowing outside and people are tracking in, you know, uh, snow and sludge from their shoes, well, that number could, you know, that X within Y minutes could shorten, or if there's a lot of traffic and they're upset. Uh, another example is airports and security lines. Um, 
you can very quickly tell by putting a red, green, yellow at the end of the line and measuring the wait time that the average wait time, you know, when it's two minutes or three minutes to go through security, everyone's pretty okay. When it's 20 minutes, 25 minutes, everyone's pretty upset. But somewhere between those is like a, a number where everyone feeds off each other and everyone gets upset at the same time. And that's right before that is the trigger to open up new lines. Doesn't always happen with TSA and everything, but that's the operation they're trying to push. And of course, that could be affected by traffic to the airport. If everyone shows up 10 minutes later than they expected to, they're more anxious. The average, you know, so you can see there's a lot of complications here, but the, 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 the tying thread is not waiting for a survey to figure out your operations, but actually acting in the moment based on those sensors that are signals that are coming in. So why is this hard for companies to do? I mean, companies are drawing in data from all over the place. We know this, that companies have lots of data. Um, it's really sifting through it, making it actionable. That's a challenge for them. Um, so, you know, what's your take on, on what's holding them back? And there, there's, a, there's a bunch of things. Um, I think from a, from a big picture point of view, um, mo- a lot of organizations have a customer analytics group or a marketing group where they're looking at this data, they're, tra- they're the ones who traditionally look at surveys and then they talk to the operations people. But what I'm describing requires those two to be lockstep. So the operations people have to be totally bought in. Um, that, that example I, I talked about earlier with, um, with the roadside, um, with, with, the road, with the rest stop uh, company, they're centrally owned. So it was a CEO mandate, very easy to, to link up operations and, and customer analytics. But in a lot of organizations, they're separate. So the customer analytics person loves the idea of real-time feedback. But the operations people, they, have to, they would have to rebuild their, I call it, factory floor. Uh, and that's a, you know, that's a big thing to do. I think there's, there's other – Forrester Research, we actually asked them to do research on this very topic – um, and I won't bore you with the numbers, but they came back and the biggest trends were a, a lot of them don't have the resources to um, to put something like this in place. And by resources, I mean not necessarily the number of people to run around and do it on the floor, but the resources to analyze and figure out how to um, how to actually rewire their factory floor. So how do you – if you're a supermarket, uh, how do you – roll out the idea that we're not just going to open new lines. You know, this, you ever walk into a supermarket and there's like 18 registers and three are open and everyone's upset. So how do you, how do you create an operation across your, you know, 85 supermarkets where I'm not going to wait until everyone's pissed off to open a new line. I'm going to count the number of people in, I'm going to figure out the relation and I'm just going to open the lines automatically when the number of people in the store, you know, hits a certain amount. That's a, that's a, big thing to roll out. It's a, there, there's a emotional barrier and, but there's also like an analytical. It's one barrier. of those sounds easier said than done than moments. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you talked a little bit about the airline industry. I'm wondering if there are any other industries um, that retailers could learn from when it comes to, when it comes yeah. to this area. Um, big one that kind of popped up on our radar when, when we, we bought the company in Switzerland and moved it to the U S was healthcare, believe it or not. And the, the nuance here was that um, hospitals, when you are a patient at a hospital and you stay, um, maybe 30 days or so after you come home, you get two long surveys um, 
about how your stay was. And, it, and it's by, by the way, it's timed for whatever reason, right about when your bill comes and uh, how, so you have to remember back 30 days, what was right, what was wrong. So all of a sudden you can tell how flawed that is, but um, how well the hospital does on that survey determines how much money they're going to get back in reimbursement from Medicaid. So a few points up and down on that survey not only gives them a better reputation and you know a better operation, but it, it means millions of dollars to them. Mm-hmm. So we started in a major hospital in New York City uh, in sort of big areas, and then we started to go into patient rooms. And we solved problems like, you know, um, double bedded, awkward double bedded situations where you and your roommate, you know, during COVID actually, like the roommate uses the bathroom and you don't want to press the nurse button to say, can you clean, you know? So we just put our solution in the, in the patient rooms and with one touch, someone came and, and cleaned. And when you go home and you have that kind of differentiated experience, how could you not, when you get to the question of were they attentive on uh, cleaning needs, how could you not give the highest score? And indeed, we popped their scores from like average around 65 to average around 85, which meant a lot. So, you know, there's another example of, now they have a particular need, but it's another example of finding a little nuance. Um, we took that, we took that like instant, let's cut past the green, yellow, and red and inference, and let's just go right to action. And we created uh, for convenience stores and for other type of sort of high traffic retailers, we said, let's just, let's just create a version of our, um, of our smiley box, green, yellow, and red, that has one, two, three on it or icon or something. So imagine you're, you're going to a convenience store. And by the way, restrooms, uh, I should mention, like you see these solutions, these smiley buttons in restrooms a lot. And you're like, why so much? And the data there is clear, like more than half of Americans in one particular poll said they'd spend more in a business that has clean restrooms than not. And then there's other- That makes sense. (laughs) In airports, every 1% that you do better in restroom cleanliness translates to 1.5 to 2% in uh, passenger spend. So these things are highly, highly correlated. And when you think about convenience stores, go ahead, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, so for retailers, I mean, what are the metrics and the KPIs that, that matter when it comes to this, the ones that they should be paying attention to? I think, I think the, um, the, the, the 50%, you know, mo- most people will not go back to a place that has, you know, that has a dirty bathroom. Um, and then more than 50% people will spend more or go back to uh, one that, that does have a clean restroom. I'm just, I don't want to focus completely on restrooms, but there's an aspect where, where it's ignored. And yet it has such a huge impact, right? Uh, I, was in a, I was in a mall not too long ago, beautiful high-end mall with high-end stores. You go to the restroom and it's a disaster area and no one seems to care. And that is a, it, 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 it's subconscious, but it really um, is, it makes a big difference. Or you go in a dressing room and it's trashed. You know, these, these are things that leave conscious um, or maybe not so subconscious marks uh, when you when you think about going back so you know if you're going to a convenience store and you go in the restroom and it's a mess or they you go to get your coffee and the counter's got stains all over it or whatever I'm not what I'm saying is that it's not 
it, you're not going to go necessarily back to a convenience store because, oh, that place is so clean. But if I can get my coffee. You'll definitely stop going to one that, yeah, that leaves a bad impression, especially when it comes to hygiene and, and these things matter. I, I imagine they matter more than ever before than, say, even a few years ago. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, there's also elements of one bad experience will, um, will turn you off one tremendous, you know, people are, are still just getting out, um, and, and going to the movie theater for the first time or the mall for the first time, maybe the second or third time. And it's a first impression and it's an impression you tell friends about. So it's, um, you know, waiting for the survey results is uh, is not something that that I think retailers can do anymore. Um, and we've seen this connection to business results um, in the, in that study I was talking about with Forrester. Uh, I think it's um, it's a total. Of, it's uh, so that so what what Forrester did in the study is they said, how do you use, do you use real time feedback? How do you use it? How are you able to operationalize it? And they categorized uh, the companies they surveyed into sort of advanced and beginner, and it was like stark. Um, uh, I think it was um, uh, something like sixty seventy percent of the advanced companies were able to see uh, revenue benefits uh, from from using that data versus the beginner ones. And it's also not just top line, it's bottom line. Um, when you think about how people assign labor, labor is such a big issue now, right? Getting um, labor to, to clean, getting labor to run cash registers. Um, if you're opening lines based on what you see you know, out there, if you're sending people uh, to clean restrooms on a regular basis, it's inherently a guess. And that guess will always be wrong. It will always be either be too soon, in which case you're uh, wasting labor uh, resources, or it's too late, in which case you're making customers upset. Whereas the benefits of real-time feedback operations are that they are just-in-time operations. You're figuring out exactly when to send people to do that then you're figuring out exactly when do you need to open up new lines, et cetera. Well, Steve, those are some great words to leave us with. I want to thank you for coming on Tech Transformation. It's been awesome having you. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. This has been fun. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit rasnews.com and consumergoods.com to sign up for our newsletters.